Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Nation podcast. I'm your host, Yulia. And okay, I know we're like three seconds into the show, but I don't know if you can tell, but I got new microphones at B&H, which is like a huge deal. I went to the store, I asked for help, which is like a very important thing to do when you don't know what you're doing. I was like, hey, I need help with my microphones. My microphones keep breaking. I'm buying cheap microphones and I keep on going through them. Um, please tell me what I'm doing wrong. So the guys at B&H, explained what kind of mics should go with my Tuscam and helped me pick out some really great equipment. And I also uh, got a new microphone for my computer, which is really great, so I can do some new Skype podcasts. Looking forward to that. And um, I want to tell you about a really great company called Module, which is female-founded and made in a woman-owned factory, which is really, really cool. You can check out the website at my modjewel.com that's m-y-m-o-d-j-e-w-e-l.com and these are really awesome modular bags like these are the best bags ever because bags are really expensive right so you can't buy like 3,000 of them because where are you going to store them and module lets you customize your one bag there are like two sizes you can buy a clutch and a bigger one and you can interchange the covers the jewel clasps and the straps. So you have one bag and many, many, many looks, like an indefinite number of looks. They were just featured in Fast Company and you can use the code DREAMNATION to get a discount. So just type in DREAMNATION to get 50 bucks off your first bag and uh, support this really awesome female founded and made in an all woman owned factory business. On the show today, I'm super excited to speak with Claude Silver. I know that a lot of people out there know Gary Vee, but Claude Silver is his right-hand woman, and uh, she oversees anything and everything that has to do with people. Claude also goes by Chief Heart Officer, and she also handles their internal communications and uh, recruitment for over 750 employees, which I find completely fascinating because it's all about scale, right? And uh, Claude is so lovely to speak with. On the podcast, we talk a lot about culture and we talk about growth as well. And I really love doing this podcast on leadership and HR and um, sit back and enjoy the show. Have a great day. Hi. Hi. So I have uh, Claude today, Claude Silver, on the show with Binar Media. She is Gary Vee's right-hand woman. Uh, My first question for Claude is, what was your dream as a kid? My dream was to be a movie director and a philanthropist. So I had this mix of wanting to create and create stories and then I wanted to give away a lot of money and, and, and help the world. And somehow I ended up in advertising agencies. <laughs> so I'm able to be around creative and uh, facilitate growth and change and, and helping people remove their roadblocks. So somehow that came together in life 48 years later. Well, I was looking at your profile, and it looks like you did women's studies as well, as mm-hmm. well as that word bound. Yeah. And that, I think, helps a lot with advertising, mm-hmm. because you have to be a leader. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was just I was doing some writing the other day about leadership and, and where my leadership kicked in, and I think it... it, it somehow kicked in uh, in high school, being like team captains of soccer and tennis, and, and just assuming the role of both cheerleader, player, and coach. Um, I love to build teams, and I believe that uh, teams can be built with a foundation of um, connection and, and trust and empathy towards one another. And so I think that is what kind of spurred me on my way and got me into the Grand Canyon. And 
and uh, outward bound and onward and upward. I think every kid should do outward bound. It's the best thing that I ever did. It was the first fundamental big life change in, in, well, in my life. Big shift in my life was at 19 when I did that. So you light up people for a living. Mm -hmm. How can people do the same in their lives, like in their personal life, and their work life? Yeah. So how do you light people up? Well, lighting people up takes a number of things. First and foremost, it takes you getting out of your own way. So pushing your demons to the back seat or those little voices in your, in, in, that tell you that you are an imposter or whatnot, push them into the back seat. Because in order to light others up, you have to be in a place of, um, of confidence with yourself and some kind of like calm. Um, and uh, really looking for the good in people, like looking for the good and assuming that people are coming from a place of uh, strong intent and um, a, a spirit of generosity it makes it really, I think, easy to light someone up because we, you know, I say this often, like we're human beings and we are wired to belong. We are wired to be in community with one another. So what kind of community do you want to be in? Probably a pretty joyous one, probably a pretty like successful one that's moving forward. Well, you have to light people up in order to do that. You have to get people on the same page and get them out of their own way, just like you need to move out of your own way in order to be, uh, become that person that you know you're destined to become. So lighting people up, I think, you know, the punchline here is getting out of your own way, taking care of your own demons and helping someone else identify and move past their own roadblocks and move into some kind of purpose and some kind of pa passion, moving from potential into purpose. Isn't that the whole entire meaning of life, right? Yeah. There's so many people that walk around without their potential path. Yeah. So what I'm doing with this podcast also is kind of like lighting people up like a little candle. Yeah. Because I'm hoping that maybe they might tune in to hear this, um, the co-founder of BarkBox speak because they're a guy, because I've got women and men tuning mm -hmm. in. So they might not necessarily tune into a woman to give mm -hmm. some advice, but by discovering, um, you know, Henrik's really great podcast, they might go, "Oh, I'm going to listen to the other podcast by like the um, personal shopper from Bergdahl's, and she has a fascinating story, and then that inspires them to do something else." Yeah, absolutely. You never know, like the journey. You totally don't. Well, you're an energizer bunny, so I can imagine that you're lighting people up uh, like night and day because you just you have really awesome energy, also. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting older, it's getting yeah. harder. Like in my 20s, no problem. Now that I'm like in my 30s, 40s, like I'm, I'm 38, I'm going to be 39. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like I have to eat my vitamins in the morning. I have to go to sleep earlier. Right. Things, things change. Things change. Things change, but who you are doesn't. Like the fundamental of who you are. Like you might get a couple wrinkles here, like you get, might get softer over there, but like your heart stays the same. Hopefully it just gets bigger. Well, thank I'm you. Quote you on that one. Thank you. Gorgeous. So you mentor 750 people at Viner. How does one maintain the culture while scaling the company? I think that's what a lot of startups face too. You know, you get a lot of money and you got to bring in people, but how do you keep everybody like kumbaya? Yeah. So that's a question I get all the time because it's 750, it's 800 people, and so my job was my role was was um, Gary and I created it to scale him. And so I now need to scale me. And so the trick here is to create culture carriers. I'm not the only person that can carry the culture and grow and foster the culture. 
I need to make sure that every single person on the ground, on the soil, is nurturing the culture. And how do I do that? I talk to many people. I listen to many people. I make sure that they are getting as much transparency as they possibly can. Uh, I make sure that we're getting in front of them with the right training and development and the right types of celebrations and milestones. And we sell, hey, gosh, we, we do all kinds of things. I mean, you walk through the kitchen, you didn't notice a foosball table or ping pong table. We don't do that, but we celebrate each other. We do surprise and delight. We might, you know, we might, uh, these spontaneous acts of serendipity we're really known for. Um, so, but the more I spend time with someone and I'm listening to them, and I'm helping them through, you know, work through whatever challenge they might have, uh, whether or not that's a business challenge, a personal challenge, a client challenge, whatever. Like the more I'm discovering what might be the uh, um, common denominator of um, uh, roadblocks in a certain team or a certain division, and so then I'm able to take action, and you know, find resolution and find answers for them. And I think pe what really helps scale culture is action. I really, really do. I think uh, coming from a place of putting people first and, and we are a we, not I culture, meaning like it is not, it is, it, is, it is one for all, all for one. And it is not just me and I'm selfish and I want to kick butt. Everyone wants to kick butt here. Um, so I get to spend time with people, I get to listen to them, I get to help them through their challenges and into success and creating high performing teams. And I, in doing that, I'm creating other people that carry the culture forward. That's how I do it. That's how Gary does it. You know, I would imagine you see the same roadblocks over and over again yeah. throughout the years too. Mm -hmm. I don't know, if I, just, I just realized that question too. I'm like, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'm open to it, but if not, I can just Yeah, well, I mean, so 80% of our, our staff is, is uh, millennials. Mm -hmm. And so I do see some kind of generalization, I mean, this is a generalization, but I do see some kind of um, commonality there in terms of roadblocks. And sometimes that is, you know, this generation in particular is extremely high functioning and extremely competitive, and they want to get there really fast, wherever there is. Probably it's to a promotion. Probably it's to become a Gary. Probably it's to whatever. And so some of the challenges are being patient, slowing down, like enjoying the journey. The journey's wonderful. Like, yeah, we all want to get to A to Z, but like, what's Z? What are you going to do when you get to Z? Enjoy what, enjoy what life has to offer. Enjoy this journey. You're going to wake up and you're going to learn something. So. The, those are challenges. Those are some of the challenges, you know. Um, but they're all things that can be remedied and taught. Talking, right? That's another thing. That yeah. is like the biggest thing in the world. Talking, like you have a problem, you're scared about something. Talk. Yeah. Communicate. And communicate because it helps the whole entire team. Yeah. I just said in a meeting. I was just doing a. Um, a training early t earlier today on radical candor, and I, uh, well, you know, one of the things I said is that communication solves 99.999% of challenges, like easily. Just communicating. You might not agree with the person. Yes, and that's what I think people are afraid of. They're yeah. afraid of having a conversation. And, um, you know, as a freelancer, I go into agencies and I see what works and I see what doesn't, and I know how to communicate. But I know that it takes somebody willing to listen on the other end and act in order to solve problems yeah. because I know I can come up and I go, hey, this is the problem right now. I'm voicing it. We need a solution. I can't do this alone. I need support. 
I can't do this alone. I can't do mind this alone. blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah. So I'm able to realize those things and go, okay, the copywriter is running late on copy. I'm, you know, the like production schedule is off. The client has school creep. All these things, but <laughs> sometimes there's just no support. Yeah. And 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 you're like, okay, well, what can I do? Which leads me to my like next question which is how can agencies and clients get better at treating employees like people instead of commodities, right? <laughs> which is like a very deep question. Like our empathy courses, yeah. um, modern project management tools, a solution, communication. Yeah, so one of the things I absolutely think we have forgotten is that we are humans first. We are not employees first. We are not personnel first. We are humans. Human to human behavior and human to human connection is something that I believe we have forgotten because we've gone so fast and because we now have a department called human resources. I don't even know what that means. I want to be in the department called alien resources. Alien resources. <laughs> That's totally right. It's, it's totally right. You know, we call our, uh, our department the people and experience team because they're people. They're not even, they're not employees. They're people. They're human beings. And so... Um, yes, I think empathy courses are a great way to do this. I think sensitivity training is a great way to do this. I think unconscious bias training is a great way to do this. Anything that we can do to connect each other to like the human heartbeat, because I don't want to get all metaphysical with you, but like, we're all, okay. Like, dude, we're all the same. We are all one. And the, you know, you asked me a question earlier, like, how do you light someone up? You light someone up by sharing your light with them. Yes. That's how you light someone up. It's energy transmission. That is exactly right. So like, you know, w whether or not you're spiritual, you're religious, whatever, we all have a light within us. That's the deal. When you share your light with someone else, when you soften, when you are tender, when you treat someone like you want to be treated, boom, magic happens. We're all the same. We just look, you've got blonde hair, I've got dark curly hair. All right, but we still have a heart. You know, we all want the truth. We all wanna be healthy and happy. We all wanna leave a legacy. Like, it's just not that difficult. But I understand that it is difficult because we lose our way at some point. You know, I think about this a lot. Like I think about, the reason I'm in this role is because I love humans and I love human behavior and I think that um, we have so, as I said earlier, we have so much potential, so much potential, and it's untapped. But for us to just take a moment and be generous with another human being, whether or not that is helping them with a project, taking something off of their, their workload, opening the door for someone, smiling. Like, I really, really, really think we need to have a revolution of tenderness here. I love it. I created something called the Loverment. Nice. The Loverment. I love that. So I'm writing a book. So my podcast is called Dream Nation. Mm -hmm. and the rule of the land is the Loverment. Where can I, 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 I don't even need, I just want to rent. I'll rent space on it. <laughs> and then I'm trying to figure out our constitution. Like I wrote this constitution about being completely kind to each other. And I'm really into crowdsourcing and crowdfunding and really creating a new way that we function away from, um, not necessarily away from governments, but I think there's a lot of stuff that we can take into our own hands that we can control, which is, food supplies, um, farming, like Detroit is doing amazing things with, you know, local communities and just being nice and coming together. And yeah. as we go global, we have to think about like our day to day. Yeah, local. Like who's in front of me? Like sometimes like 
People don't talk. I'm in Williamsburg on the train. Nobody talks to each other. Yeah. Yeah, we're just afraid. See, we're that's terrified. the thing. We're terrified. Whereas, like, you know, Marianne Williams says, well, Marianne Williamson says that there's only two emotions, love or fear. Mm -hmm. When you are not in love, you are in fear. You are operating from a place of scarcity. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. We're all wounded. We all got these wounds. None of us are immune. None of us. But like, wouldn't it be an amazing place if we were just all upfront about that and then we could help each other and then like get busy, like turn each other on. Let's go. Let's get busy. Let's let's start a movement. I think loverment is perfect. I think a revolution of tenderness is like that belongs in loverment. Do you think we expand it? We talk yeah. about it. So my next question is. How can companies get more women and diversity groups into creative leadership roles? There's a pipeline, right? And I talk about this all the time in advertising. Like, a lot of recruiters won't look at you if you don't go to the right school. And if you don't go to the right school, you might not be able to get into the agency. So, how do we give opportunities to women in diversity groups who usually don't have funding to go to fancy colleges yeah this is free internships this is the question i think this is the question that every single agency is facing right now certainly in new york city where there is either either there is a lack of senior females and senior people of color in the creative realm or we haven't found them whether or not it's through the forays or whether or not it's we're not knocking on the right doors um, but I do think, and this is something, you know, potentially rogue, that in order to get people of diversity, A, you just get people of diversity, but you also have to expand your net and you have to be willing to think outside the box. Not everything is going to be linear black and white that you went to the, like, the rigidity is ridiculous. You know, I, I, you, you think about Mark Zuckerberg or Gary Vaynerchuk, my boss, like, didn't graduate from college, you know? I mean, okay, so look at this agency. We're 800 people. Like, I think one has to be willing to take chances. I, I don't even want to say taking a chance because taking a chance implies that there's an underdog in front of you and that's not what diversity is about and that's not what women are. Like, being willing to widen your net, widen the scope, and look outside of the norms. Like, I, I took the SATs three times, untimed. I have a pretty damn good job, right? Yeah, you have like, an amazing job. Yeah, but like, if someone would have looked at my GPA, I never would have been, I never would have made it in advertising, you know? But you have to be willing to look at, look at the full person, like, the skills, HTML skills, the empathy, the, the fact that this person has incredible communication skills, can speak four languages, whoa, like, okay, and you can code, and you can direct a video, okay, cool. Like, it's just, um, I, I do really think we have to, we have to break the mold in order to, um, in order to create this, this next dimension that we all wanna get to. But uh, okay, so I've got three more questions. Sure. It's 424. So, um, <laughs> so how does one create influence? So that's a funny question to me because I think influence can be taken in, in, in a couple different ways. So influence, like social influence in terms of being um, an influencer on, in, t in today's day and age, like Gary's an influencer. He's creating tons and tons and tons of content that is very uh, applicable and very useful to a million people. 
Uh, that's one way to do it, so providing value. Gary's format is jab, what he, you know, he wrote the book, jab, 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 right hook, which is give, 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 and then ask. That's, that, that works very, very well. Having insights and having truisms and having uh, content that, you know, fundamentally creates emotion in people is really important. I mean, that's advertising anyway. It's you know? storytelling. Yeah, it's storytelling. So, so I think that's one way to look at influence. I think the other way to look at influence is like how, again, how generous of a person you are. Like for me, everything stems from the heart. And that's not because of my title. That's because of who I am and what I believe that when you have, uh, when you come from a spirit that is generous and you are a giver, fundamentally, I believe that in that you you will create influence and will have uh, many people want to halo off of you, which is great. So, I think there's a couple different ways to look at influence, you know. But I, I you know, I work for Gary, so I, I've got the best influencer right here. So, yeah, but influence is a really interesting one to me. Um, I just believe again. I believe in I believe in sharing, but I also believe in honesty and and sharing your honesty, like sharing sharing your truth, sharing sharing your truth. I think is influential. Quite so influential. And yeah. you know, all my friends, the ones that I really appreciate, they're the ones who've been really honest with me. Yeah. And it's not stuff I want to hear. That's sometimes. right. And that's why they've helped me make amazing life decisions. Mm -hmm. And I try to share that. But not everybody's also welcome to it. So you have to be very careful because not a lot of people are actually open to radical honesty. Right. Because they don't think that you have their best intent. Right. Well, and and the most incredible thing is, you know, giving someone radical honesty or radical candor, as we, we did today, is an act of caring. When you give someone feedback, criticism, constructively, from kindness, you come from a good place. It's that I care about you. I don't want to see you get hurt. I want to see you succeed. That kind of stuff. Like I think about, I mean, think about like when you were in, uh, for example, if I was in a bad relationship and my friend said to me things I never wanted to hear, like you have to leave that person. Like, of course I didn't want to hear that. Of course not. But like they want the best for me. Just might have taken me a little bit longer to get there. I have been there. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, when your girlfriends are like, Look. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if I can hang out with you anymore. I mean, it got to that. I remember that one 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 friend was like, "I don't want to hang out with you anymore." You know, yeah. like when you're when you're with that person. And I was like, "Oh man, oh man." Well, actually, to transition nicely into the next question, which is, how can people get better at assuming positive intent that everything is coming from a good place? I'm taking a deep breath on that one because if we go back to reminding ourselves that we are all one and that we all have the same aches and pains and that we all want the best for one another, then we can, then we just know that people are coming from good. That's, I mean, fundamentally, if we can just do that and sidestep all the bullshit, it would be, it would just be super amazing, you know? We are in communities with one another. We build tribes with one another. And I think if we have that strong connection and that strong faith and belief and trust in those communities, we can build a groundswell of good intent. We can build a groundswell of like, 
kindness and generosity and we are in it together. Like we are the in it and the in it mentality is amazing when you're coming from a place of good. Um, I, you know, I'm not uh, a politician at all and I'm certainly not an activist, but right now I think 2017 showed us uh, just like a really challenging year for every single person based on whether or not it was the political climate here or in Europe. Um, and so there was a lot of hatred out there and there was a lot of negativity out there and that is loud. It's super loud. And so the positivity needs to get even louder. Well, that's why I actually created my podcast because I, okay, if you want to get meta, I believe in frequencies, I believe in metaphysical stuff, I believe in vibrations affecting yep. people. And right now there's so much negative energy going out into the world and it's being spread out everywhere and it's, it's physically affecting people and mentally. So I kind of created this podcast to start talking about diversity and the fact that diversity makes everybody one. And just to spread love, like my podcast is actually called Dream Nation Love because I didn't want to call it Dream Nation Podcast because it's it's so much bigger than a podcast, you know, like it's, it's, a movement. it's an empire. Yeah. It's a movement. Yeah, it's an empire. It's an empire. That's awesome. So, so, but the main thing is love. Yeah. And if I can just like every day light somebody up to <laughs> make room for love. Yeah. Done. 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 I can die. Yeah. Right now. So self-awareness is a, is a real big part of that because you just said that, you know, like if I can light someone up and like spread the world of love because you know yourself and you know your frequency and you know your vibration, you know that you're coming from a good place. Like you thus can do that because you're in check with yourself. You're not in denial about anything. I'm not in denial about it. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah, I'm a wussy wig. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like what? This, this is yeah. Awkward. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's just me. It's just me. Yeah, it's just me. So, people matter. That's the that's the most important thing. And people matter. How do we go about making people feel good and grounded and that they belong? That is that's our job. And then, how do we take action on that? That's what it's about for me like listening to people and then forward momentum, forward motion. I think people really It can be slow that. motion, but it just yeah. has to keep going. Just one foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter if that one foot takes you a year to get, you know, clomp, clomp, clomp. But um, yeah, so. Which is, which is bringing me to my final question. What is your dream as an adult? <laughs> My dream as an adult is to spread as much positivity as I possibly can and is to help people break through the chains and the shame that bind them uh, and help them pop into the world with, uh, with a new lease on life, with possibility. So spreading positivity, spreading inspiration and helping people come out of their shells and into the light is my mission. And that's what I want to do when I grow up. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show and taking the time out of your super busy schedule. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day and uh, be the light and spread the light. You too. Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dream Nation Love. It's not Dream Nation Podcast. It's Dream Nation Love because I think my single mission in life is to teach 
people how to love a little bit more and together we can save the world. So it's Dream Nation Love, share it with your friends, have a great day and go out and make the world a better place.